This my This 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 my This 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 My name is Bill Chizeski and I live in Bunker Hill, West Virginia, and I was with the 11th Armored Cavalry in the U.S. Army in 69 and 70. I have done several bike rides. The last one I did was with the uh, was with Gulf Coast Challenge, in which we went from New Orleans to Tallahassee, Florida, a total of 450 miles. I'm dedicating this ride to several groups of people. First one, first of all, in my heart is for the 50, over 58,000 names on a black wall in Washington, D.C. that fought in the Vietnam War and never came home. Also for all the Vietnam veterans that are still hurting to this day. And then being that my bike is pink, I'm also riding for breast cancer awareness for the people that have lost their lives, both men and women that have lost their lives to breast cancer. I would like to thank World Team Sports for putting on this, uh, for all of its sponsors, State Farm and everybody else that has come in. and. Uh, Thank you very much for allowing this life-changing opportunity. So uh, I met Bill, Mr. I, I can never say his last name. We call him Wild Bill, uh, Bill Chizuski. Uh, he was 72. He passed away on July 9th, 2021. He was born on November 11th, 1948 in Rochester, New York. was the son of a, I'm not going to go through all this stuff. He traveled across the country on a hand bike at the age of 63 with numerous fellow veterans in the Sea to Shining Sea Veterans Race. I actually wasn't on that one. I was on another one. After Bill was a proud veteran of the U.S. Army, having been awarded the Purple Heart for injuries sustainable in combat that left him an amputee. Uh, I believe he was cut down by machine gun fire, believe it or not. Damn. Uh, let me actually, I'm going to pull up. Actually, can you pull up? I think it's number one. Oh, grill. We're, we're dedicating this show to uh, to Wild Bill. But uh, there's a few reasons why I bring this up. One, he passed away and he was a, he was a friend and he was a, a true veteran, a true veteran. Um, but whenever I see things like this, and, and it happens a lot of times, we lose people, right? It's yep. just kind of what happens. In fact, uh, the person we're supposed to have on the couch isn't here because he lost someone. And, and this stuff happens all the time. And uh, all our time runs out. Everyone's time runs out. Every single one of us. Life is short and you get out of it what you can. You can be bitter or you can appreciate the little miracles in everything. And I suggest following the latter because uh, it's going to be gone someday. You know, I don't want to sound too depressing, uh, hopefully inspirational. You can sit on your ass and you can say, I would have, I could have, or whatever, or compare your life. And this part really pisses me off when people compare their life to someone they see on social media or whatever, and then they think that their life doesn't stack up to that. Uh, stop doing that. Life is hard sometimes. And as John Voigt said, life is supposed to be hard. Uh, I heard him say that in a uh, interview with, with Tucker Carlson of all oh, people, yeah, but yeah. it's freaking great. Uh, and I heard that. I'm like, yeah, this is why we're going to talk about Bill tonight. 
So uh, he lost his leg. We talked about that when he was 22. At 63, he rode his bike. He consistently and constantly brought veterans together. All these things. We always bring veterans together. And we need as many bills. We need as many bills, wild bills out there that we can get. And I know I see a lot of them. Every time I go on hikes, every time I do any sort of... um, uh, event with the Reverend Warriors, I see a whole sea of bills. And yep. someday we're going to be 66, 67, and that doesn't mean we stop. It means we keep going. So uh, here's to Bill, Wild Bill Chizuski. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I could never yeah, say I know you're not drinking, but Maybe. well, you got your root beer. Yeah, you got your root served beer. Him his, you served him his root beer, and then you left it like far away from him. I know. Him. Andy finished it off. Not the only thing he finished it off. You'll be missed, Bill. Welcome to the 21 Gun Podcast, the official podcast of the Reverend Warriors, America's favorite short, short wearing Reverend Warriors. Our are we America's favorite? Uh, yeah, I would I say. Would, I, I think there needs to be a poll. Find out who the favorite short, short, short shorts. That's hard to say. <laughs> Wearing veterans are. I'm pretty sure it's us. Uh, this show is going to be free of technical issues, which I hope it is already. <laughs> well, actually, quick question. Can y'all hear us? Can you hear us? Like, last week, last week was a nightmare. Last week was a nightmare. We figured it out. These things happen. Um, but what are you going to do? Uh, it, it, there was even with the, the what do you call it? The iTunes, everything, everything. It was crazy. The, the amount of technical shit that could go wrong in one show all happened. So maybe we got that out of us. So yeah, they said they said they said we sound great. All right, good. So we're here. The internet's with us. The people are with us. The two people that are watching are with oh, us. Oh, so Frank, great. Mally says say something. We oh yeah, check Mally. Hello. Okay. Uh, we have a packed show tonight. We have people calling in from all over the world. We are an international show. So thanks for tuning into this international show. Although it's not really international because Guam is part of the U.S. We have London. We do have London. So welcome to the international show. <laughs> and we're going to be talking uh, with our friends out in Guam. We also have, uh, I, I, I didn't write his name down, Aaron Dez. I, he's got a longer last name, but I'm not even going to try. Uh, he's from Bulkhead Energy. <clears throat> Watch this. What is Bulkhead, you might ask? Bulkhead Energy. For heroes, by heroes. Late night watches, duty days, hard-fought missions. Bulkhead Energy was created by people who live in... Who live, ah, I messed it up. it up. Live the but... life and know in this world being off your game even slightly can mean the difference of life and death. When the stakes are high and there's no room for error, reach for Bulkhead. 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 We should get them to, uh, to sponsor us. I think that was pretty good. That's what we call a live read in the biz. So, um, it's good product placement. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually doing that because I'm trying to boost my demo reel. <laughs> I, I shit you not. Because I'm trying to get voiceover work. Because who, I mean, if I get 500 <laughs> bucks to read a stupid, like, uh, Ford dealership sale, I'm going to do it. Oh, right? man. Come and get your found on the road dead. That's right. Uh, anyways, Bulkhead Energy, you guys love your energy jinx, drinks. Jinx? Um, jinx? Show, show them what you're drinking right now. You, no, you're drinking water. I am. I am hydrated. He's not drinking his energy drink. Usually these guys are sucking down energy drinks, but uh, I don't know. Uh, when you're old like me, I, I don't drink <clears throat> energy drinks. No offense, Bulkhead. I just personally don't do it because one of those ingredients, I'm afraid, is just going to be the one that puts me in a V-fib or something. Hi, I was addicted to Rippets and I had my first heart attack. So. Wait, you had a heart attack? Yeah, most very small one, but yeah. What? You that's like that? saying I had a very yeah. small brain aneurysm. It's still, you had a heart attack. I actually had a small brain aneurysm like three years ago. <laughs> Holy shit! This guy is a fucking time bomb. <laughs> He's just bringing stuff up. I'm like, oh, fuck, are you going to die down. here on set? That would be no. Awful. I'm drinking water. <laughs> It'd be awful. <laughs> and whiskey. My kids would come in and be like, "Is that where Mr. Jeremy died?" I'd be like, yes. Just 
we're still trying to clean it up. Yeah, that was that was fun. I, I was addicted to rippets. I was addicted to rippets. Went to a friend's uh, wedding in Michigan a couple years ago. You had a heart attack, and I was drinking a bunch of energy drinks, ready to drive home. And then all of a sudden, oh. my chest started pounding. I could taste copper. My shoulder, my neck started feel weird. I was like, "Yep, time to go to the hospital." Holy yeah, shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, man, that was that was rough. Uh, Shannon, crazy. if you're watching, uh, I still blame you. Thank you for giving me that sandwich. You're addicted to rippets. So why do you still drink energy drinks? Well, I, every now and then, only when I travel, and I only have one or two. Um, and on top of that, since we have a guy who's trying to advertise his energy stuff, I'm not going to bring something else in to be like <laughs> you. That was that. I'm sure. The, well, the rippets. Who knows what the fuck those are made out of? Uh, whale sperm and probably blood of a viper pit viper. I don't know. Uh, but pit yeah. viper scene? Not no. Their pit stuff viper, has. Yes. I read it. Their stuff has has good uh, ingredients in it. We'll actually go over that <laughs> when you get them on. That's why I stick with coffee. Okay. And speaking of coffee, Coif- coffee. Watch this. Watch this. Speaking of coffee, for a bag of 22 Sierra, you can visit irreverentwarriors.com. Well, proceeds will go directly back to the organization whose mission is to prevent. <laughs> See, this is my problem. I prevent suicide. But if you hate vets and you're a pussy who doesn't like coffee, like Nick Culpepper, then we'll send you a pound of <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I get that coffee isn't a sweet little treat for your, your millennial bellies. Um, Let's why you look at me? What the, I don't know. Do you drink coffee? Yes. That's a habit. I just look. It's just, it's a habit. Because if not, I'm staring at a, it's what we do in the biz. Anyways, throwing <laughs> throw shade tonight. It's what we do. Fucking Frank, rippets are made from bad decisions and daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, I never had a dad. Fuck you. Right. Hey, do you know what? I put on the notes here. I want you to try it, Jeremy. Go up to the uh, bulkhead energy, read that. I want to see if you can do a read. Uh, oh, you oh, put it in the, the notes? I yeah. turn the notes off because oh. I always take the notes down because you always try not to show the notes. Give it's, me a second. It takes a second to bring it up. Hold it's on. in orange, uh, right down at the top. Uh, let me look through here just to make sure. While dun, you're dun. going through that, okay. give me a second to bring this up and I will read it and probably still fuck it up because jarheads fuck everything up. You give us more than like one syllable and we're like, see if you can find it. I'm supposed to hear back from the History Channel tomorrow. Well, really looking forward to that. I would be excited if uh, it weren't for the fact that E.J. Snyder also read read the same. It's like the dude that's on 500 reality shows. And I'm going to read. It's like when he told me that I literally if I if if my hope for working for the History Channel was a balloon, it just only goes. Do you want to hear something crazy? What's that? So Matt Reeves just said, Rippets are national sponsors now. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. No, they're not. (laughs) Just said it, yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. You almost killed me. (laughs) Holy Jesus. Rippets are wonderful. Who drinks bulkhead? (laughs) Fuck that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what it is. Uh, What is bulkhead, Bulkhead, you might ask? Bulkhead energy for heroes by heroes, late night watches, duty days, and hard fought missions. Bulkhead energy was created by people who have lived a life and know that in this world, being off your game even slightly can mean the difference between life and death. When the stakes are high and there's no room for error, reach for bulkhead. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little hard right now. A little? <laughs> Good job. Good Des job, is in Jeremy. the back going, record, record that, record that. Basically, what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to submit you too and get you some, some uh, voiceover work. Now I'm off my notes here. What else do we got? Da, 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 da. You're hard. That's all I heard. You're welcome. What else? Okay, yeah, we have Roy Gambo. We already said that. He's calling in from Guam. Uh, and most importantly, he's calling from the future. Ooh, he's calling from so far. It's Friday morning for him. So I'm thinking we should ask him about sports scores and stock prices. <laughs> right? Isn't that how Bro, it works? Oh, the, the almanac. Well, it's Friday morning there. So the stock exchange hasn't opened yet. It is because I believe it's like 10 a.m. there. So uh, it is open and, <laughs> uh, for him. Remember, he's in the future, not for us. For right. us, it's closed down. Uh, 
So we're going to make uh, lots of money. So what happened yesterday? Tell me. Looking forward to that. Uh, I can't wait to talk to him because uh, apparently there's a lot of Marines, a lot of veterans from that small little island out in the Pacific. Uh, so I'm looking forward to his call. Being a history buff uh, and buff altogether, but mostly a history buff, uh, the <laughs> South Pacific is on my bucket list. Uh, this week's NDSM honoree is none other than Ryan. D- I'm not playing that game anymore. Not it's doing Domic it. Hernandez. It's Mally, Ryan Mally Domic Hernandez. He also has Anthony in there, too. Ryan yeah. Anthony Domic Hernandez. Irreverent Warriors. You guys all have 5,000 names. Those are my some names, are real, though. Some I, are real. Those are all my names. So wait, wait. Where does Malachi then come in? That's my birth name. So it's Malachi, Ryan, Anthony. No. no. My birth name is Malachi Ryan Domic Hernandez. Dominico, actually. So where's Anthony? Anthony's my middle name from my dad. Okay. When I got adopted. I think you're making shit up. Talk a little Ryan. bit. Talk a little bit more in there. My hey. name is Ryan Anthony Domic Hernandez Ryan now. Anthony when I got Domic adopted, it sounds like you're. You, you sound like you'd be like a famous salsa dancing. I am. You Ladies and gentlemen, up. Ryan Anthony Domic Hernandez. Ryan Malika Foxy. No, we're done with that. <laughs> you need to write a book. We're done. I with actually that. did write a book. Fuck. Did you really? I have. Is it is it published or is it, it sitting is there not. waiting? It's do it. Do it. Punch that card, brother. Yeah, it's called Memoirs of an Addict. Very good. Hey. Very good. Uh, if you guys want to hear more about uh, Ryan's past, head over to 21gun.net and you'll see his, uh, his, his interview on the, on the show. Somewhere in the archives. I don't remember what episode it was. Uh, and if, you, if we have any, please, dear God, if we have any Air Force or Navy people in the area <laughs> that want to come down and sit on this couch, please. <laughs> Uh, and really, Navy, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, Air Force, we need we need some other people. So if you want to do that, um, obviously, write me, Kevin, at 21gun.net. Uh, let's see. Oh, if you are a part of those those branches, the requirement, the only requirement is that you're part of ops. That's it. Uh, no finance personnel. Nope, we're not playing that game. We don't exclude, sir. No morale, welfare, and recreation. Sh- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you, even if you worked in Air Force <clears throat> building in Hawaii, then you are welcome to come down and sit on the couch. Kevin at 21gun.net. Spell it out. Upcoming hikes. Chicago. Well, hold on. Let's do it like this. I've been trying to refine this one. July 17th. Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> is it the S? This is how my brain works. Remember? Chicago. So you take the S out. Illinois. I'll never remember that. I'll never remember that. Uh, <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul on July 21st. Guam. See, that's easy. Just one more. Guam. Uh, 24th of July, Reno, Nevada, July 31st, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, August 7th. We're hitting August already. That's unbelievable. We have Atlantic Beach, North Carolina. Uh, If you want to hear more about those hikes, we have uh, uh, Roy on tonight. But Jeremy, next week, I don't know what date that is. Something. Yeah, 22nd. 22nd. Jeremy's going to be doing an episode while I'm up in New Hampshire. I'm actually flying out in like five hours. No, 12 hours. Whatever. I'm flying out. To New England, and uh, Jeremy's going to run the show. We're going to have the Reno person on, the Milwaukee person on, and the Atlantic Beach person on. The only person we won't have on is Minneapolis. I have a hard time with that word, too. Uh, I wonder why. Minneapolis. I know, it's really hard. But um, we're trying to get every single coordinator. So if you are a coordinator, you know a coordinator, whatever, um, reach out. Because we want to have you on the show so you can talk to all the irreverent warriors about how awesome your hike is and why you should go to that one instead of someone else's. I heard that Atlantic Beach coordinator's a dick. August August 19th, the 100th episode celebration at Revival 1869 from 7 to 10 p.m. out back on the patio, which means we'll be having a hurricane that night. The way it works is is we're going to have... We're in hurricane season until what? It'll be be a a complete rainstorm. But then we'll just do it inside. You just won't have shitty audio, which is apparently 
inherently nothing new for this podcast. No. And like I said last time, as was last week, if you show up wearing a piece of of 21 gun merch, whether it be a, a what do we have, a hat, hoodie, shirt, whatever, I will buy you a drink. Nothing top shelf, but I will buy you a drink. Listen to that. I like that. Do you um, have merch? I do. 21gun.net. 21 21 yeah, head over to 21gun.net. Yeah, bro, I have, I've been wearing like hoodies and shirts and shit, and you just don't pay. You, just okay. don't, you don't love it's me. That's how we pay for the, uh, the equipment here. Um, that is it, I think. Uh, this Monday, we're not this episode on iTunes this Monday. This will be out in two weeks. This Monday, we have just the Texas episode that Jeremy ran last week. So next week's Jeremy's week. It's a big, big week for Jeremy. Let's Yo. bring on Roa Gamboa. Roy, how's it going, man? Hey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got him. I got him. Oh, no. I Audio it. issues from the very beginning. Oh, I got it. I don't know if you, you picked up on the Roa, but there was a hockey player named um, Roa, and it was spelled Roy. So every time I see Roy now, I think Roa. That's yep. fucking interesting, isn't it? He Come said, on, don't everyone. fucking insult me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that man was Canadian. So, so uh, listen, I know nothing of Guam as most uh, uh, will call us landlocked, not landlocked, uh, continental, continental, conus uh, Americans. But I did some research for this show, uh, Roy. You'll be happy to know that I learned all about it. There's something about the South Pacific that really, I don't know if you guys feel this way too. It's just, there's something about it that like, I want to go there. I need to go there. Because it's not connected to us? No, it's just awesome. There's some real awesome. Bring, uh, bring him. What? Uh, so obviously, let's get into. Let's get into it. You were born in Guam. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh shit! Uh, I'm calling you, sir. Yeah. Well, I was. He is, a he's sir. fucking old, dude. He's officer. super old. Was, where's my? I got. Oh, I'm probably here. older than you guys. I'm probably older than all of you guys. You probably. You, well, how old are you? Thirty-two. <clears throat> ah, shit. Forty-four. Oh, oh Kevin's Jesus. got you beat. No, I'm not older than forty-four. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Ah. <laughs> uh, 77 brother it's okay i listen okay. i i feel i have a uh, a good connection with you 77ers because i myself am a 77er and uh i you know what for the longest time since the show's been going on i've been 42 <laughs> and now it's out that's, that's the ultimate answer apparently i don't say 42 for two years in a row uh so i'm gonna ask and i think it's a dumb thing to ask because it's freaking the same answer every goddamn time i bring on a person what branch were you in well this is a different answer Right out of high school, I joined the uh, Army Reserves, and then after 9-11, oh. oh. I raised my right hand again, and I joined the Corps. Yeah. Yo! <laughs> there it is! Yeah, well, there hey, it listen, is. I do enjoy the uh, the Marines that are in my life. Lots of them. Too many, sometimes, some would say, especially at my age. Uh, it's definitely giving me more gray hairs, but what are you going to do? Um, what'd you do in the Marine Corps? Yeah, I was one of those proud pogues. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, the ones so were making fun the, uh, of finance? <laughs> No, I was your best friend hooking you up with some supply and administration supply. shit. Oh, cool. Right. What, what did you do when you were in the Army? I was combat medic. Okay, cool. And have you done anything with that afterwards? Like once you become a medic, it kind of gets in your blood. Uh, I was an EMT once and I never left medicine. Well, I left medicine when I was in the military, but it stayed with me. It, it, are you still doing anything with that? You know, not necessarily um, do it more in cases of emergency or anything like that, but uh yeah, it's still there, right? Yeah. I've been kept on by some places that I've worked to develop emergency plans and all that good stuff. Okay. But nothing it's officially always, on a job or something like that. It's, uh, it's always important, I think, to stay up on that. And I think I, I honestly think every single person should do a TCCC course or something where, what? you know, uh, TCCC. I thought you Marines knew all that stuff. 
Tactical combat casualty care? We don't call it that. Oh, what do you call We're, it? We fight. We don't fix things. We break things. Well, I mean, if someone's bleeding out. Oh, it's yeah. Called, the uh, Navy uh, fixes Oh, you mean combat lifesavers? Life yeah. yeah. Combat life we went to yeah, combat com- lifesavers course, but that was it. I think it's important, right? If you know, like someone's bleeding out and they have a femoral bleed, most people would just be like, oh, he's dead. I can't do anything. No, you can save that. You can't even save someone whose neck. Well, yeah, they teach us basic open. life-saving, you know, Issues you're going to take that. this yeah. piece of your MRE and you're going to slap it on his chest after Absolutely. it breathes out and then duct tape Get it. Get that jalapeno right in there. And Basically, tell him everything's going to be okay. That's what they tell you. Basically, the just, you're, you're, listen, this is a public service announcement. I'm trying to tell people to know combat casualty care. And you guys are making fun of it. Yes, they say pack it with dirt, man. We just use that MRE cracker. I'm telling you. Shame on you. Actually, that's that that will work. That will help it that's uh, true. clot. Oh, and the salt, clot. man. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get sure. a nasty infection, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Roy, we we digress. So you were, uh, did we say this already? You were born in Guam, right? Yep, that's right. And they did they have, uh, or do they have a Marine, not a Marine, I'm sorry, uh, um, uh, reserve base right there, an Army reserve base, that, or did you have to leave for that? There's, uh, so in Guam, we've got a huge Air Force base, a huge Naval base, and just recently Camp Blas, uh, the Marines are migrating from Oki here to Guam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you join, uh, back to the Marines, when you join, where do they send you? Do they send you to Paris Island or do they send you to... uh, MCRD. Everything west of the Mississippi, uh, everybody goes to MCRD San Diego. Technically, though, if I fly east, I will eventually make Guam. So it's kind of easy. You just got to keep flying. (laughs) Just keep going. Yep. I never, I flew all over the world. I never flew anywhere past, um, I think the furthest was Kyrgyzstan or Afghanistan. One of those stands over there. I never made it over to to the um, south... East Asia, which was disappointing because my brother-in-law got to go to Hawaii and Iwo Jima and all that cool stuff. He was a fellow flyer with me, but um, just an awesome place. Someday I will definitely make it out there. Tell us about your service. How many years did you do? Oh, sweet. Um, I Well, there's the reserve guard and all that good stuff, but uh, everything started to make an impact. I served uh, 2004 to 2008 with 1-6. Um, first deployment was to Fallujah. Second one was to Ramadi. Needless to say, I saw enough, had enough. It was time to come home. Uh, yeah. But I had a great time. You know, of course, yeah. everything is 2020 in hindsight. Yeah. Good times, bad times, but it never leaves you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can I, can anyone notice how freaking professional and good his setup looks? I want to vote for him for like president or something. Look at <laughs> pull him up. Look at I mean, I mean, Jesus, it's like CNN. Or- were, you, were you with 1-6 BLT? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I'm hungry now. how did you uh how'd you hear about the irreverent warriors uh see i think before irreverent warriors i remember seeing some articles with a bunch of marines uh hiking i believe is out in san diego and then uh iw pops up when i started searching silky's hikes i wanted to reference the hikes and irreverent warriors came up and uh reached out cindy and i made some connections and uh decided, hey, let's let's bring it to Guam. It's very important. And the reason why it's on the 21st is this year is the 77th anniversary of Guam's liberation from Japanese rule. Oh, wow. Nice. nice. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Are you guys going to go to the landing site on the hike? Uh, yes. So that's where we're starting. And it's a long thing. It's uh, the Warren the Pacific National Historical Park at Assen Beach. And that's where uh, the Marines came ashore as well as the in the Agate Bay um, Sumai Peninsula area. That's where they came ashore. That's so we'll be starting cool. off there. So if I like being a history, uh, 
buff, right? I was a history major undergrad and, and everything. Uh, I, if I haven't told you guys, the History Channel actually reached out to have. <laughs> but, um, Do you ride bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's say I wanted to go and eventually see like uh, Micronesia, Polynesia, head down to uh, Papua New Guinea. Can I just fly into Guam and then are there people that'll take me around? <laughs> I know it's it's spread out. I, I realize yeah. that. It's like spread yeah. out, but... So, so United United is is uh, the air carrier out here, and uh, you can jump on the island hopper. So it'll take you to uh, the Truck Lagoon, where the Mariana, uh, the Micronesia, whatever the heck it was, it was a turkey shoot in World War II. You, if you've got a dive certificate and you can do boat dives, uh, geez, there's like 20, 30 ships that were sunk during the war. Wow, uh, that's cool. Philippines is about three hours. Japan is about three hours from here. Um, Australia is four or five hours flight from here. So it's a great hopping point to, to get to travel and visit all these areas out here. When I retire, I'm seriously like two or three months I'm going out there. I think I was either like a, uh, explorer back in the 1400s that died of malaria there or something, or I, I was a, uh, soldier or marine that died when I was in 44, something about, you know, thank you. My somewhere maybe. Yeah. No, you could I'm, have just been. I'm just joking. You could have been with that beard. You could have been. <laughs> Um, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, da, 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 the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I understand it's, it's not a very big island, but you guys have a huge veteran population, right? Yeah, yeah. So the total, top, uh, the total island population is somewhere in the 170,000 range. Um, and when we talk about veterans, counted, uncounted, whatever it may be, the, the estimate is in the area of about twenty three to 25,000 veterans um, here on shit. the island. Jeez. That's a quarter of the people there. I, it, so I don't, I don't like lots of people and I've been looking for a place to go said. where there's just not a lot of people. <laughs> I think, I think Guam's the place. I think you're selling me, man. He's, I'm going to retire on Guam. just said, fuck Texas. We're going to Guam. Yeah. Well, Texas and I, it's, it's Texas. paradise out here, guys. It's like 85 degrees all year long. It's, um, it's Be- fucking shorts weather, shorts oh, nice. weather. The beach is not far. Every single day. Yeah. yeah. Google. Like, you know, just check out Google, type in Guam, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's kind of like Hawaii without the millions of people running around. Yeah. Is it safe? <laughs> Is it a safe place? Except for the bugs. <laughs> Very safe. I think there's uh, three times as many guns as there are people that live here. So pretty safe. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's, That's awesome. my whole point. Do you understand that? A armed society is a polite society. Uh, 650 people shot over the July 4th weekend. Zero. We're CCW carriers, just so you know. Mm. People who carry weapons legally are typically safe with their weapons. You mean good guy with a gun. But I digress. All right. Uh, I just looked down. We're, we're burning through time. Um, yeah. So uh, your hike's the 21st. Is it all local veterans, or do you do you actually have people from Connus that are flying over there and are going to join the hike? Well, you know, so right now what we have is a bunch of veterans, but I've also invited the uh, the Marines from Camp Blas out here i've reached oh, out nice. to the uh, the admiral and the commander for both of the bases and we extended in the invitation for them to join us as well as the local national guard the uh, we reached out to the uh, the tag and she committed a, a couple of uh, squads if not at least a platoon will be joining us on the hike awesome. and typical island style right people are slow to register so i've got a bunch of volunteers that are going to be showing up um in the morning phones ready with the bright event bright check-in ready to rock and roll and uh, we'll hit at least seven significant monuments and stops along the way. Uh, it's a short hike, but we're, we've got a lot of Vietnam vets out here that are going to join us. We've got a World War II Willys Jeep leading the hike. And we've got an old deuce and a half trailing for 
anybody that falls out in a little water truck. So it's going to be great. It's pretty cool. I was just thinking it would be awesome to have him chime in live from the hike, but the time difference. No, it would just, yeah, I don't even know how that would work. And it's the 21st. What day is that? That's like not a Saturday, is it? Wednesday for me, Tuesday for you. If I chime in at 7, so that's three hours, 7.30, well, about three hours before your time. So about 5, 6 p.m. your time. That would be really cool. I'll talk to Jeremy. Maybe we can set that up. I'm going to be out of state, but we'll, we'll figure That would be cool, I think, because, uh, yeah, I mean, this is our furthest hike, so I think it'd be great. Yeah. All right, man. We got we to gotta move on, but I appreciate you coming on. I wish you all the luck with that, uh, that hike. I think it's, it just sounds awesome. Uh, I'm obsessed if you haven't told me or if you haven't. If you couldn't tell by by the uh, Kevin, get your act together by the South Pacific. So someday I'll make it out there. But yeah, all best of luck to you, and, and I'll reach out. We'll see what we can do. It'd be cool if we get you to chime in live. It'd be awesome. Awesome, guys. It, it's going to be great. Thank you, guys, for having me on. Appreciate it, no, man. No worries. Take care. Take care. Ra. Ra. God, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, we always said, what an asshole. <laughs> Roy, we're joking. That's what we say at the end of everyone. But did you see that setup? This guy comes in with like freaking, I'm running for president. It's all perfectly lit. He's perfect. got the button up, the flag. And you're, you went f- full brovet. I went brovet. I went brovet. All right. What time is it? 8.30? Suppose we could. I had some news around the AOR. Let me look real quick. Let me look. See if there's anything I really want to bring up. Um, oh, yes. Here's a good one. Bring up number five. Number five. Ladies and gentlemen, news around the AOR. Uh, I wish this happened on July 4th, but it happened the day after, I think, or maybe two days later. A British SAS operator crashed through the roof of a California home a few days after the 4th of July. Man, it would have been so cool if it happened on the 4th. A parachutist crashed through the roof of a, I can't say that name, Astacadaro home Tuesday evening as their shoot failed. Get this. I look at everyone. Everyone knows that I I have a a, for for operators. Yeah, his chute didn't deploy correctly. He crashes through a home and say it again. A Atascadero. That's not his name. That's the city. Yeah, in it's California. a city. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's the person. No, no, no. <laughs> they don't say his name. Emergency dispatchers received multiple multiple reports around 4:55 p.m. Tuesday of a falling male parachutist um, on the 9500 block of whatever uh, ac- according to the city news release on monday uh the fire department responded the guy was conscious and stunned but aren't really hurt he was just like oh okay blood. but can you imagine <laughs> let's say you're home it's, it's sas too it's july 4th and sas comes crashing through your ceiling red dawn man Honey, red dawn it's on again <laughs> yeah. the british are the coming. british are coming. wolverines one if by land two if by sea what is by air <laughs> three if by air I don't know. I heard that story. I thought that was great. And uh, Godspeed. Godspeed to that operator. Those guys are badass. Uh, there's a great book out there called Bravo 2-0, and it's about this SAS unit that went behind enemy lines before the invasion. Uh, this is back in, like, whenever that was, 1991, before we actually kicked Saddam out of Kuwait. And these guys get dropped uh, in northern Iraq to take out Scud missile sites. And they they were in like summer camis. They were they were totally. They got stuck in a snowstorm Ooh. in Iraq. And then like that was they had the wrong comms. They had everything was wrong. Everything their kit, the, everything. And so they obviously they got uh, 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 compromised. And then they they hiked out of uh, a bunch of them died. And they hiked out of uh, uh, Iraq. So yeah, that's how I first learned about this. I think it's called the Special Air Service or something like that, or the Secret Air Service. I don't quite know what SAS, but they're... Special Asshole Service. I don't know, something. Oh, shit. Special, now that you say um, that, I had an SAS guy reach out to me. Good thing I, I got to write a note about that, because I want to have him on. We don't... I think we've had a foreign... 
We've had foreign no. military. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, Hamity. Oh, Hamity, yeah. yeah, but yeah. That's I don't think we've had any other foreign. I had a French guy. Special Air Service. Special Air Service. Yeah, they're like the seals. Sounds like FedEx. Like Special. the seals of... Uh, another thing I want to bring up, online gaming is providing top tier opportunities for veterans. Oh, I didn't write which number this was, Jeremy, so you I guess we won't have it. Bitch. But so here's the oh, thing. Air I talked times. I think I actually brought that up. I talked to a lot of folks uh, and I've heard from a lot of folks. I'm like, so what are you doing now that you're out? And they're like, I'm going to start streaming. And I, I, I you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not freaking teen so i'm like what what you're gonna stream i know what streaming is obviously we're doing it right now but i could never figure out how, how do you make money off of that you, well apparently mm, you do yeah well twitch tv live streaming twitch, yeah. yeah some veterans turned gamers have i benefited from the military service the time i spent in the air force gave me a lot of discipline that i didn't have before dj knight uh an air force veteran turned full-time streamer till military times get this do i have it on here yeah yeah yeah. top tier streamers can make anywhere between a hundred thousand and two hundred thousand a month did the air force give him the discipline to sit in chair for really long or i don't, no. I don't know what did he do he was something like that too uh but he says to all veterans who are considering full-time streaming he stressed the importance of community a 2018 study found that video games help veterans with mental health issues such as ptsd by connecting them with others and creating meaningful jobs and i guess events and and you know what i okay yeah, it's not my thing, but I get it. I get it now. Like, cause you're up to like what four in the morning doing usually. this. You're doing like raids. Like, yeah, we got, we got to raid a mushroom kingdom <laughs> and steal their powers. And so, <laughs> do you, look at he looks sad. I'm just just teasing. <laughs> like that Indian on the side I'm of the road. You toss the game. trash. It's just. But you guys all get together and you you. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't. Frank, Frank does play as well. Frank, um, Frank's yeah. older than me. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I know. He's like you're like his son. Um, I am. It's Frank, you're old. Uh, so wait, do you, where do you, I guess I don't like, let's say I have. So I a, play it on live stream. Okay. And like if because someone of, has an Xbox and you have your gaming computer, can you guys meet up together? Depending on the game. Jesus. Um, some like, do cross play. I yep. sound like my fucking grandfather. He's like, oh, <laughs> you fucking Weber snappers, you fucking boomer. So is this like the Rubik's Cube? How does this work? Is there a joystick that goes ups and downs and do I just touch the top? And I do have another story. If we have time, I'm going to hit that one because this story, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Douchebag of the U.S. Special Operations. Uh, true. This guy is a Blue Falcon as Blue Falcon gets. Um, I'm not even sure if we should give his story any sort of airtime. Well, I guess we don't. But I read it and I was like, what? Okay, let's bring on Aaron Dez. We're going to have him say his last name because uh, Aaron, come on, dude. What is it? Uh, actual last name is Damaray Sandoval. Damaray Sandoval. Ten Damaray. I can do that with like, Damaray Sandoval. Damaray yep. Sandoval. Danaray. Dan. See. No, Dan you can't even say Mally. Don't even. Don't even. Throw, don't even. I have. Bro, you want to go read for the History Channel? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I, I, I already did <laughs> read for the History <laughs> Channel. I, I already read. The pro- problem is, I read against someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, I can talk when I'm not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> So my wife would be like, yeah, he pretty much can talk if he's not thinking. Which uh, is always. Yeah, which is pretty much always. So I get in trouble. Um, so how are you, Dez? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Hey, look what I just found in my in my arm <laughs> pocket. I found, feel how thick and they're stacked super it is. super sweaty. Oh, they're all stuck together. Yeah. I, no, I washed this and that's what happened there. Mm. Uh, normally, I like to start uh, with your typical interview questions, right? Just to kind of get you warmed up. But there's uh, something in your advertising I want to talk about. And that's, no, I can't say this one. Come on. No tropics? No, no, 
Nootropics. 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 These are substances that are claimed to prove cognitive function and claim to improve cognitive function, particularly executive functions, memory, creativity, or motivation in healthy individuals, and were made pop- popular as far as I knew because uh, I first heard about it with Joe Rogan with Alpha Brain, which I've tried. I'm not sure if I really. I fr- oh shit! Yeah, hold on. He's he's like I I set up like a personal camera. It's been on his balls the whole time. He's trying to bring it up. I totally forgot this. This is gonna be my interview camera. See, here's this is why we need a producer that can run around. Yeah, okay, but it's almost like I reminded you. Oh shit! Yeah, I like that because now I can talk to him. This is more natural for me. This is a, we're going natural, which means hold up, pants are coming off. Oh, they're already off. They're, they're already shiny. off. What are you talking about? I don't like how shiny I am tonight. It's because it's hot That's as balls. That's because Ryan finished. Maybe because I'm wearing. A long sleeve shirt like a dumbass. Uh, but no, atropics. Yeah, uh, I first heard about them with Joe Rogan. Uh, these are in your drinks? They are. Cool. How, yeah, how do you... Had, uh... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, how, like, it, it's... Okay, you come up to me and you say, hey, Kevin, put together some nootropics and make it bubbly. I'd be like, I, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. How do you... How do you go, what? Come on. How does that happen? How do you figure that out? How do you get it in a can? Uh, so we have a chemist that we had actually put together all the ingredients and everything that went into it. So um, we started digging into things that would make the drink uh, a lot healthier than most that are on the market, right? That's why it's all zero sugar, yeah, um, good. everything else. But the whole nootropics thing came about because we wanted something that would help you actually focus instead of just making your heart go crazy with just insane energy for like an hour or two and then crash. So yeah. adding, the, adding the nootropics gives you the exact same amount of energy, but you're able to concentrate and focus on what you're doing without having to feel like you're bouncing around all over the place. Sure. Okay. That makes sense because, um, yeah, I was just wondering how that, and we'll, we'll get into more about that. Like how you get a, a, a chemist to, to work with you. So let's first, let's go back into the, the, where you started, where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern California. Okay. I'm so sorry. We're about Jeremy's from California. I don't know which which yeah, part are you from. California. Southern California. I hear. Listen, I hear Southern California is like weather wise heaven. Like it's seventy two <clears> year <throat> round. I would call it heaven. It's dry, hot. I don't think it's that hot, is it? I don't fucking. It know. can be, especially ninety percent of the time when you're either on a drought or on a uh, water shortage where you're not allowed to use water yeah, at a certain people time. People are getting screwed right now with that. But uh, so you said you, you did you start there and move on or or tell us about hey, that California. So yeah. yeah. Um, Born and raised in Los Angeles, uh, moved around a few times to different places there, Torrance, Donna Beach, San Pedro. Um, ended up going to uh, the other coast, went to Florida for a couple of years before. That's a big change. Um, what's that? So that's a big change. Oh, it's a huge change because, I mean, sometimes it's hot in California, sometimes it's kind of cold, but for the most part, yeah, dude, the weather's amazing. Yeah. Um, where I grew up, you can go to, you can wake up early, go to Big Bear, go snowboarding in the morning. And then at nighttime, come back, wear a hoodie and some board shorts, and go to a bonfire at the beach. So, yeah, see, I like all that. The same, all on the same day, you can't, you can't really beat that. Are you? Here's a question: Are you cutting your toenails as you're <laughs> as you're being interviewed? Pen. <laughs> now you guys are, are cutting are cutting in and out. Oh really? Inside, don't mess with the earpiece. Don't you mess with our audio? That's a sensitive issue for us. <laughs> I keep hearing a click. Are you clicking a pen? No. What the fuck? You guys hear that, right? Yeah. Like it's like every, I think, do you know what? If he, if we pan the camera down, he's got like a, someone that works for him. He's got a cutting flesh, his, he's got a flesh <laughs> going. <laughs> no, they're trimming his toenails. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, I wasn't yeah, going so they, there. That's what the other guy said. He's, he's, he's trimming up my, uh, my eagle claws right now for me. <laughs> that's nice. Jeremy, 
Get on it. <laughs> What's weird is when Jeremy does that to my my toes, he insists he bites them. It's yeah, she a little chewing on it. <laughs> I ain't got no beef jerky. I got my cuticles, though. Uh, we get weird here. We get a little weird. I like it when it gets weird. Um, who is the most influential person in your life? Ooh, the most influential person in my life? Um, well, he passed a few years ago, but it was my grandfather. Okay. Okay. Did he have any, um, inspiration for your desire to serve or? Um, so he was in the army. Um, he spent, uh, 20 years in, got out and, uh, from growing up, never knew who my dad was. So my grandfather was always the, uh, father figure in my life. So he was definitely my role model. Excellent. Uh, which branch were you in? I believe you were Navy, right? Navy. Okay. And I'm just going to assume with your beard, you're not active duty or you reserves or. No, I'm still active duty. Are you really? You got a shaving waiver. Oh, wait, is he an operator? You're, you're cut. You're cutting out. I can't hear anything right now. He said we're cutting out. Shite. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So how do you have a beard? And I, I was asking, I was oh, like, are you an operator? I'm on Oh, okay. Okay. Jesus, man. You can grow a beard like there's no tomorrow. You're on leave and you already have a freaking Navy SEAL beard going on. <laughs> what is your, hold on. Jeremy had to go check on why that was going on. So I'm going to run the cameras here. What was your, uh, or what is your, what does the Navy call it? Your MOS? Uh, so rate. Your rate. Yeah. So I'm a fire controlman. I'm a Mark 160 tech. So, uh, okay. basically I run a, uh, large-scale weapon, weaponry system on board a ship um, that's used for uh, well, helping Marines for, for one of the things we do, NSFS. So if you got a Marine spotter on land that says, we're stuck, we can't get through here, or this needs to be not here anymore, um, it's me on the other end from a ship that's helping you guys out. Sure. Uh, I guess here's a big question, and I don't expect you to answer this, but I get really confused with naval because I'll see someone and they're like HM1 so and so or like PLO MNL or BM something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Is there just like 4,000 titles that you guys have? I mean, it's obviously a ridiculous amount, correct? Uh, so that's like, so you're good. So an MOS for us is just our rating. So for me, I'm a fire controlman. So it's FC fire controlman. Oh. And then the letter that comes after that is your ranking. So I'm a petty officer first class. So for me, it'd be FC one. Okay. Wait, hold on. Okay. Okay. I got that. Um, wow. That's weird. So your MOS becomes part of your title in the, in the Navy that, do you know yeah, what, dude, HM is you just cleared it all up for me. Now I yeah. get it. Eric Budinger said there's 93 ratings in the Navy. So you can have 90. It's so much easier when it's just Sergeant so-and-so <laughs> Lieutenant yeah. so-and-so do officers have the same issue or I say issue, like it's a problem, but to me it is cause there's too much to think about. They don't, no. they're just Lieutenant captain, whatever. Um, wow. I that's so weird. Him. I learned something today. I learned something today. Uh, I want to ask a question. This is one I haven't asked in a long time. I keep it in the the Rolodex. Uh, it's about family tradition, right? We talked about your granddad and how he was in the military. It used to be almost everyone served in the armed services. Everyone. Like if you had a president, uh, I think all of them up until, I don't know, did Reagan serve? I don't think Reagan served, but... I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, most of them served. It was like a family tree. Even like your your Roosevelts and your your really, uh, I guess, hoity-toity families, they all served. It was a, it was a tradition that people did. Um, with so few veterans today, are we losing 
this tradition? Are we losing this family? What are you doing to my thing, Jeremy? Oh, are you hearing me coming through there? All right. Of course, we're having uh, audio issues again. <laughs> Jeremy, just leave it around. It's like it's like he's got a scab. And, oh, okay. I see. There we go. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, do you think this is something that we're losing, or do you think it's fine? And yeah, families are still doing this tradition. So I do think that some families are still doing it, but I think it's a lot less. Like my my family, for instance, I'm the only one besides my grandfather that joined, and I've got 47 cousins. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, because it's only 0.45 percent of the uh, the the population that's a, a veteran from at least the GWAT year. So it's. Do you think uh, that has a detrimental effect on society? Say it. Um, say it from <laughs> all our shits shutting down. Oh my gosh! Two weeks in a row, our cameras are shutting off. This is hysterical. I'm sorry, man. Um, this is what we do. This is what we do. We have to keep going. Um, so yeah, because my camera just shut down over there, I lost my train of thought. So let's just move on. Uh, the day you signed your life on the line, what goes through your head? Say that part again. I couldn't cut out. The, the day you sign your life on the line and you become a sailor, what goes through your mind? Um, I mean, for me, it was uh, uh, a different lifestyle change. You know, I had before I had actually signed on any kind of line or went off to boot camp, uh, I was a bartender. I cleaned pools and I worked on cars on the side. And um, I was tired of working three different jobs, wanted something more secure and actually be happy and proud of doing something. So uh, kind of followed in my grandfather's footsteps, so joined, but he was in the, he was in the army. Uh, okay. But I mean, as far as, as far as joining, it's, I mean, Similar to any other branch, I'm sure it's a proud moment when you actually go sign the paperwork and you're on your way to actually do something. Um, but it was sure. it was me bettering my life at that moment. Do you are are you, I'm going to ask this question? Sound like such a douche because I don't understand it. Are you do you, are you assigned to a a boat like you no know, or do you assigned to a base and then do a boat? How does that work? A ship, <laughs> a ship. That's so our TDY. Our uh, our, oh, our ships goes that... from from ship ship to shore. Uh, okay. So d depending on, there are some jobs that are more based at sea and more that some of that are more based on land. Like uh, you can be a corpsman, a uh, Navy nurse and never see a ship for 20 years or for your entire career, however long you last. Um, and then rates like mine, where my job is at sea. Uh, so you go on a rotation. So you're, you spend five years attached to a ship. Now oh, if okay. the ship goes on a deployment, then you go with that ship. But if they're not on deployment and we're tied to a pier in San Diego, then it's just like a regular day job. You go in the morning, you do your job, you do all your maintenance, everything else gets done, and then you leave at the end of the day. Uh, and then after you do your term on sea duty on a ship, you go to a shore billet. So you stay on land and you don't have a chance for um, three years to actually deploy again. So at least you're, you're, land, you're landlocked for those three years. Oh, see, I'm learning so much about the Navy today. It's very complicated. My dad, uh, he was initially stationed in Myanmar uh, back in, I don't know, 68 or something like that. But he was an airframe mechanic. And then, and I was wondering how this happened, he went down to Pensacola when the <clears throat> Coral Sea was there. And the ship, he only had like a year left or two years left, and the ship never deployed. So he never went to, to Southeast Asia. Uh, just by the luck of the draw, and I was always trying to figure out how, how that happened. I mean, I guess you have an O'Connor's yep. uh, uh, station, and then you go to a, a ship that doesn't leave. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so now let's get into bulkhead. I want to figure this out. Uh, 
are you new to the organization or have you been from the, the get-go? Uh, I've only been on here for uh, a few months. It's been uh, only been on the market for about three months now. Oh, really? I didn't realize it was that it was that early. You guys have a pretty good following on social media and stuff. So, um, when you guys decide to do bulkhead, like where or and I don't even know if I'm if you can talk to this because you've only been on. Well, I guess I guess you you probably could. So let's say, uh, where does this begin? Where does someone say, "Hey, do you know what? I want to start an energy drink." Okay, let's do this. Like, where, tell us that process of of the idea till you actually get it into a bottle. And we're gonna get this is more in depth to what I asked you at the very beginning because uh, I'm just interested in how people get these ideas in their head and then actually get the product out. Like that's such to me that's such a crazy thing to do. So tell tell us how that works. So I can't talk about it. I wasn't there for this exact conversation, but I've had it. So um, when we stand, stand, watch the Navy, you sit there and you're doing something for five hours, right? You're uh, protecting the ship in some way, some way. You're standing with a nine mil and an AR-15 or an M4 up on, up on the ship, protecting it for, from anything that could be coming. Right. And it's you and five other people that are sitting there. So for five hours, you and these four other people or five other people are sitting there shooting the shit about anything and everything. And, you know, some, it'll be two o'clock in the morning and you've had four monsters or four new drinks of whatever you had and yeah. your brain is running a, mile, a million miles a minute. So you start talking and eventually you're going to watch with your friends. Like, what do you want to do when you get out of the Navy? Let's, let's open a bar. Let's, let's open a strip club. Let's, let's do this and let's do that and a whole bunch of stuff. And at some point it was started talking about an energy drink because they didn't want to go and get uh, another energy drink from the fridge that was, or from the machine. Uh, that was packed with sugar and a bunch of stuff that was going to keep you awake, not just the caffeine. Uh, massive sugar intakes, the, a ton of harsh chemicals that just don't need to be in, in them. So you start talking about making something that's better, something that's cleaner, something that you would actually want to have while you're on watch, something you would enjoy drinking. And then a couple of a couple times go by, next, next thing you know, you guys are sitting out eating lunch together and making making notes, what would be some cool names, what would be the, the design of it, and then it slowly just starts moving into, okay, well, we've, we've, we've done all this legwork, all this, this theory come to play, let's start seeing if we can actually make this, make this a thing. Um, so you figure out what it's going to cost, how you're going to bottle it, and then coming up with uh, the flavor profiles and uh, trying to figure out a clean, all the clean ingredients. And being in the military, we have a very large friend circle. And all those friends have friends and all those friends have friends. So it's a, at some point in time, someone was like, hey, this guy uh, is, a, is a chemist and he's actually a really good one. Um, and he's one of the owners, one of the owner's friends, actually, um, that got out of the Navy. And he came up with um, or helped us come up with a, um, a formula for the drinks that was as healthy as we can get it from everything um, down to the, the sugar calorie that's in it that there aren't any of the electrolytes, the vitamins, yeah. uh, the whole nootropics thing. And it was, it was a trial and error process to go from there. Um, and then once we and, finally and got, how do you do that? Are you like just taste testing and being like, okay, I kind of like this. And, uh, you taste another <clears throat> one and your heart feels like it's going to explode. You're like, yeah, we want to do that one. Like, how, is that how they do it or. Yeah. So once, once he, he gets the, the theory, everything like, okay, this would be good in it. This would be good in it. We should definitely keep this shit out of it. Um, he sent the, it gets sent off to uh, a bottling company and they bottle mm -hmm. it and, and send it back to you. So there, there are a few trial and errors. Um, and obviously the first batch is never perfection. Um, but it eventually we got it to a point where it was, 
it was delicious. All four of them are amazing. Uh, and then the whole nootropics thing uh, came in from him as well. He helped he helped us come up with that formula for it, um, specifically for focus, because all of us are heavy energy drinkers, uh, pretty much in every single branch. And you sit there and you drink five or six of the big bastards that are this big, big fucking cans. Um, and you start bouncing, you start bouncing off the walls. You, your mind goes all over the place. Your body goes everywhere. You start getting the shakes and then the crash and the come down is just horrible. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that whatever we were doing in it, um, was clean, was something that we would want ourselves. Um, and it wouldn't make us jittery and go crazy. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think I once heard that there's there's like a food chemist, like that's a whole job thing. Isn't that kind of yeah. cool? So like your job is to, and there's actually these weird chefs uh, that it's called gastronomy, gastronomy, something like that, where they just experiment. It's basically a chemist and a chef at the same time. Uh, so sounds like a horror movie. <clears throat> yeah, no, they do some weird things. Like they will boil like some sort of foam and add flavor to it. And then you just kind of like with the foam and then you have to quickly turn and eat the like there's this whole oh, weird yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so interestingly enough um, i'm a big fan of as you guys know prime barbecue the owner his father is a scientist and and chris being the barbecue guy he and his dad figured out the science behind barbecue airflow how yeah, much makes heat, time for everything he like they literally over the last almost 20 I think 20 years now they've been like fine-tuning everything he literally built his restaurant aerodynamically and the, the everything he had everything built to specifically flow. to yeah. flow perfectly without with that. minimal effort too. that's fascinating if you haven't tried parm barbecue in nightdale go i'm gonna have to go it. i still haven't tried you no haven't i had it had at it. your house i had it at your house you, you have to have totally, it fresh you gotta have it fresh man yeah. right when they cut it off it's almost yeah. like you're oh you're leaving tomorrow bitch yeah yeah Sorry, um, but any, there, anyways, so yeah, okay. Now I get to I, see. Today is a big learning day for Kevin. I can kind of figure out how this stuff works now. Do you think that, uh, or did any of you guys have any sort of business background, MBAs, or anything like that? I'm sorry. Do we have any kind of what uh, business backgrounds, MBAs, or anything like that? Nope. Okay. Do you think, and uh, this is actually an important question because I've heard a lot of people talk about this. Do you think that it is a What's that word when a hindrance or do you think it would help things if someone actually got a business degree? So I'm sure in a lot of aspects, it, it would have helped. And the whole process from from starting to now has been a giant learning curve. Uh, but luckily, the, the, the people that are that are a part of Bulkhead actually have that the want, the desire to learn as we grow the company. It isn't just. A couple of guys that are like, okay, here's fifty thousand, here's this much money. Let's see if you can do something with it. No, it's it's everyone kind of came together at the same time with the same goal because we yeah. didn't we didn't just want to do this for business. We didn't just want to do it for profit. I mean, obviously, everyone wants their company to profit, but we, we wanted to do it because we were we've all been in the spot where we wanted something like this. So we created exactly what we wanted, and part of our profits from everything we sell. Um, goes back to different different companies that have um, a huge history of supporting military first responders and things like that. So part of our our whole ordeal is getting back to that same exact group of people. How difficult is it running a business when you're also an active duty uh, service member? Um, it's definitely a balance, uh, but it's definitely doable. So it, it, there are times when it's when it's difficult, but again, there's there's more than just me. There's there's a whole team of us. Right. Um, so when, if something were, if I had, for instance, had to go to work and I was at work 
all day and night for a couple of days straight and I couldn't functionally do my job, one of the other guys would pick it up and vice versa. So it, it definitely is, can be a struggle at times, but we make it, we make it work and manage the best we can. Um, do you think that being in the military gives you an edge? And the reason why I bring that up is a lot of business schools will actually make you read Sun Tzu. Um, and they actually look at the way these, these old, um, like civil war generals moved and, and counter moved and all this stuff. Uh, do you think that gives you an edge? I'm sorry. Does what, does what give us an edge? Uh, being in the military. So, uh, when you go to business school, they, they often, uh, mirror it or parallel. You'll hear them talk a lot about like, uh, how it, it mirrors what the, the military mentality, the leadership, the planning, the execution, <clears throat> And they'll actually make their students read Sun Tzu and stuff. So do you think that being in the military gives you an edge uh, in the business world? Oh, 100%. Um, so being being in the military, like it gives you a certain set of skills. You're able to uh, stop everything, focus on what you're doing. You're a lot more goal-oriented. You focus more on things. So having that, having that experience in the military makes you uh, definitely better suited for any type of business ordeal. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's awesome. What is, what's the five-year goal, um, if you can even divulge that information? What's the five-year goal for Bulkhead Energy? Uh, I mean, to be in just about every store you can imagine. All right. Hell even, yeah. Even Walmart? <laughs> yes. Say that again? Yeah. I said even Walmart? Why not Walmart? How about, how about, everywhere. How about the dollar store? Imagine I just start going no, through all the stores. Maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the rippets are. There we go. All right. We're going to do the rundown. This one is, it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done uh, unless you've been to Buds. Then this will actually be harder than Buds. So, yes, it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done. Um, the Rundown. Who is the best action hero of the 80s and 90s? I combined them because, you know, they, there was some overlap there. Uh, I have no idea, man. Oh, that's the wrong answer. Actually, it was... Uh, I, I forgot his name. Sylvester and Stallone. And you forgot. Jesus. <laughs> it was Sylvester Stallone. Who wins? He said he can't hear you. Who wins? Charlie Sheen, Navy SEALs versus Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. I'm going for Sheen. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for that one. I Listen, I grew up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, literally. We all literally. We grew up. No, I was in Austria, and uh, he was down God the road damn. <laughs> but, uh, I you ride your bike there, too? Him. Charlie Sheen is awesome. He's got he's got uh, tiger blood. Uh, the greatest rock band of all time is? The greatest rock band of all time? Yep. Mm, that's a difficult one, man. Uh, it's easy. So I, I listen to a lot of classical stuff. As far as as far as rock goes, I, I would definitely say uh, Floyd. Okay, hell yeah, good choice. That's that's now. See, this is why we bring up questions like this because you can you can discuss it. I would say now Floyd's good, but I wouldn't put them in the rock genre. I know they are, but what? they're they're more just they're like floating in a cloud genre. You put them like ELO. No, I know. See, ELO, I would put more in the i guess that 70s loud and not even so like what i'm thinking in my head when i say rock would be like um jimmy hendrix led zeppelin leonard yeah like Skinner. led zeppelin leonard Singer, you know like where the the classic rock sound the doobie boys Rod mm -hmm. brothers i mean uh CCR. poison uh what was the other one i was just thinking one in my head that uh it just left come on come on brain don't do this to uh yep he, he bailed <laughs> but uh but yeah okay we'll accept it because um but like you got rock too like the ramones when yeah well the ramones i would put more of like a pop punk 
Mm. Uh, yeah. I like to. I love. Listen, I love love music. So I try to I like. I, did I tell you? Queen. I have a. I have a list. Yeah, Queen. I have a list for if in case I die, of music that my kids don't have to like, but they have to listen to at least once a year, just to appreciate it. And there's like everything on there. There's like, I've I've got Etta James and freaking Taylor Swift <laughs> all the way oh to God. Eddie Vedder to you know just every every band on there but i like to ask that question just to figure out what's going on in people's heads uh answer this question my guilty pleasure is all i heard is guilty pleasure he, he wants to know what your guilty pleasure is what my guilty pleasure is man a sweet tooth i'll sit down and eat a box of 100 donuts and get up to the, <laughs> get the store to buy a bag of skittles <laughs> oh man dude you're you're in your mid-30s now uh watch yeah. out watch out that's all i can say <laughs> you can do that when you're like 28 i think is the max and then you just become a dad bod <laughs> hey it's hey, true that's the new thing now though right that is <laughs> the women love it women prefer dad bods over six-pack abs that's a fact it's a father it's a figure. fact then I'm not worried. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Then you're good to go. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> um, the Navy per or Navy, we'll say Navy personnel. I don't know what you call it. Sailors. Sailors are best known for blank. Drinking. Yeah. yeah they, drinking. That's they fair. That's, like that's very fair. fair. Give that to you. Drinking like a sailor. Swearing like a sailor. Yep. Well, swearing, I think, is kind of. Well, the like saying is the branches. you're swearing like a sailor. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're saying. absolutely right. Yeah. Awesome, man. So where can folks find you? I'm going to assume bulkheadenergy.com, but I don't know. I actually don't have that up here. What's your, what's your website? It is definitely bulkheadenergy.com. Fucking look uh, at me. You guys should hire me <laughs> you definitely for find us there. If you're uh, local to San Diego, you find uh, Bulkhead on Instagram or Facebook. There's a list of all the stores that we are locally down here as well. Awesome. And you can you order online right at this point, right? And you have like variety packs and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, best of luck. Uh, maybe we'll get you on a Silky's hike. Where are you located right now? You said already, but I forgot. Uh, I'm in San Diego. All right. We do have hikes out in San Diego, Oceanside. I think a few more yeah, places. I was, uh, I was at the last one in, in April at Oceanside. Oh, cool. Awesome. Did you guys have bulkhead there? Hand out? Get the... Uh, yeah. Nice. There's about 75% of the people there that had a bulkhead in their hand. Oh, good job, man. Good job. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Best of luck. Tell the other guys uh, we said hi, and maybe I'll see you on a hike someday. Perfect. Just nice talking you guys. All right. Take Appreciate care. Appreciate it, man. Take care. So, uh, Pink Floyd, I, uh, I don't want to argue with him. <laughs> I do He's like, going to be like, dude, you're going to argue Pink Floyd as I'm hopping off. You're a dick. <laughs> I do like. No, don't get me wrong. I like Pink Floyd. I'm of the age when the Division Bell came out, when I was in high school, and everyone's like, oh, this, this album rocks, because it was kind of like that 90s sort of sound you remember this it came in an album with a little light that was no it was called pulse it's called pulse and there was a little pulse on it and everyone was like did you know this is gonna it's it's gonna burn out in 2012 because that's when the world's gonna end and it was like all this stuff behind it but yeah i i enjoy it um i just and i i know they're rock but i don't think they rock i think they're mellow so like i you know what i mean like i would never say pink floyd rocks i know i think pink another I brick in the wall yeah right is very mellow to you yeah it's a ding 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 ding, 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 ding yeah but for the ding, time that was rock ding, yeah that was rock that was british rock at the time i mean but you're also talking about like uh uh what's his name there the rolling stones right with with their I mean, yeah i mean they like that's rock that was like did you like 
an assault on the Beatles. Well, I'm not a big Beatles fan, believe it or not. I, I do. Mean, They're in my list, but I'm not a big Beatles. I mean, fan. I get it because I grew up on with, with with again Metallica, Poison, Sticks, ACDC, Kiss, etc. So I grew up with rock. I grew up White with Snake. Le- White, yeah, Black White Sabbath. Snake, Black Sabbath. Well, look at Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Like 1960s, they were yeah. out, and they were just freaking. And so it's back when you were around, I think I think I would call it. I think I would call it. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I would call it new age. Grunge. New age rock, new age grunge, maybe no, because grunge had its own a little more to it. Yeah, yeah. all right. All I love right. grunge. Don't get me wrong. Guns Frank's is Fishbone. 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 I I liked them. Oh, that. That was more, and Roses. That was more ska though. Fishbone yeah. was like a a nineties punk ska sort of thing. Yeah. My, but I also on my list too is like the Violent Femmes. Okay, I, so I enjoy let me the Violent Femmes. What is your favorite rock group of all time? That's hard. Uh, I can tell you though. No, it's not. For me, it is. I mean, <laughs> great. At, now, see, I I would instantly want to go to something like Metallica, but I I, because I mean, one is one of the greatest songs freaking ever written. Um, oh, that's hard. Because I, I I like Redbone. I like freaking. He's like I'm the guy that goes into a band store and, and plays Stairway to Heaven on the guitar. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of um of Led Zeppelin. I like their music, but I think they stole most of their music. Uh, you can actually find a lot right, of stuff. Right yeah, you can find a lot of stuff mm-hmm. where they took like from 1920s and 30s old recordings mm-hmm. of these blues guitarists, and, they, and it's like when you hear it, it's like, uh, uh, it, it's it's a, the same song. It's just mm-hmm. put with electric guitar versus like some old oh, steel. Eric Butters said we have to make it easier for you. Top three. Oh God, that's okay. Top three. Number one, uh, I could chat out and be like, number one's Dave Matthews, followed by. Um, <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> Fucking hell! Fish. We're about to end this right now. <laughs> uh, Metallica, uh, Rolling Stones, and running up third would be. Don't you fucking say Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback. Uh, if I had to be on an island and only have like, if this is my top three, uh, I guess I don't know. That's hard. It's too hard to do. Uh, well, Crosby, three, Sills, Nash, and Young. I know it's folk my music. My three are definitely Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, but only in 1974. Yeah, not a big fan right? of when he got all that. And then um, Leonard Skinner has to be like the greatest rock band of all They're good. Mine made. would be uh, Van Halen, Van Eagles, Halen, yeah. and um, ACDC. Yeah, that, I guess I would. But if I could only have three, three artists that I could listen to for the rest of my life, it would be those three. Like, yeah, that, that'd be bad. too hard. Do you know what? I could probably even... Uh, this is riveting... Uh, entertainment right here but let me pull this up <laughs> i asked someone this the other day kevin what's up would you rather mm-hmm. listen to your favorite song all the time or listen to songs you don't like for the rest of your life but but a variety right but that you don't mm. like that you know you don't like that's a good question <laughs> uh how fast do you want me never mind that's a bad comment do you you, you could probably you could probably learn to like it, but I know that's that's such a cop out when people when you give someone that that like either or question and they're like, it's well, I would just cut my hair or something. You're like, no, no, this is because uh, your favorite's not going to be your favorite. You're just going to not listen to music anymore. Yeah, I would go with oh god, I, just to change it up, I would go with different music. <laughs> I I would have to. Uh, I was seeing if I could pull up my um my music list. Oh oh. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? I'll just go over a few. It's got Taylor Swift on there. Okay, you ready? Uh, number one song of all time, Under Pressure, Queen, and mm. Bowie. All right. Uh, ready? I told you, this gets weird. Taylor Swift. Chris Isaac, Forever Blue album. 
father and son cat stevens now that i have a son i can't listen to that song at all one of the greatest uh folk songs ever written ruby soho by rancid also time bomb london calling oh the clash why didn't put the clash on the list the Mm -hmm. clash is the greatest as far that's number one clash is number one we got police and thieves should i stay or should i go train in vain rudy can't fail down under by the men at work judy is a punk by the maroons blitzkrieg bop i want to be sedated do you want to dance? Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Paul Simon, come and get your love. Red Bone. Israelites. Israelites, one of the freaking best, best songs by Desmond Decker. Um, Kansas City by Fats Domino. Ravon by Buddy Holly. Walk Like a Man by The Four Seasons. Mystery Train by Elvis. I love Mystery Train. You're definitely <laughs> showing your age. He's yeah. got uh, Stacy's mom on there too somewhere. Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Let me go down, right? Because this is wicked long. I'm going to go down know here. you're going down. Uh, the Doobie Brothers, listen to yeah. the music. Uh, the Jackson <laughs> 5, I Want You Back in ABC. and uh, Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. That's bad when Frank says he's getting whiter by the moment. When you're the whitest <laughs> black guy, okay, okay. you're getting whiter. Okay. Okay, Russell Frank. wants you to shout out NWA. Okay, Frank, listen, <laughs> listen. I've got Diana Ross and the Supremes, Reflections, one of the best um, uh, songs ever written. Notorious B.I.G., Mo Money, Mo Problems, Wu-Tang Clan, Cream, uh, Norman Greenbaum, Ooh, Spirit in the Sky. That guy was white. Okay, it's getting white again. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. On that note, let's call that a night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could just go through here forever. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the 21 Gun Podcast. Reach out, call, text, write, do all that cool stuff. Uh, make sure you're talking to your friends, people you served with, because uh, that's what we do. We will be live next week. Uh, Jeremy's going to be interviewing a bunch of uh, hike coordinators, so stay tuned for that. And I don't know. I don't have anything else. Oh, I do have a video to end on. Other than that, just before he starts that, make sure you sign up for your hikes, please. Register on Eventbrite. Don't just click join on a Facebook page. Please sign up for the hikes. Definitely, because we need to know, know the numbers. What's, um? I think, the last thing, number 10, I think you just got to play it. This is the worst oh, war movie. Son of a bitch. I just closed it all out. You never I, do that. You are the you yeah, are the producer. I can do it. Hold on. I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Hold on. Pull it up. I was kind of rushing it along, hoping he wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got to fly tomorrow, so we are playing this out. Stand by. Okay. I'm doing it. I got it. Share screen. Right? Yep. Share screen. Where's video? Pick that. Share audio. Open. Share. Wait, I got it open too now if you want. No, I'm quicker. I'm quicker. See? Here we go. Tell me. Jones. Watch the acting. I feel like I watched this on like AMC late uh, night. I believe it's a. <laughs> look at that handstand. I know. I know. Look, they're still. Look. So he was fighting the Japanese. This has to be a Korean movie. God, I James get Bond. These guys are like parkour. Japan Bond. Japan Bond. Got the broom. Hand. Yes, Frank, that guy died and then got up and ran. Yes. Oh, these guys. <laughs> oh, I'm dying as I do a roll. Oh, look at. Hi. 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 He jumped in the air. Oh. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.